Welcome, everybody, to episode 18 of Midwestern Fins. It's your boy, Taylor Ballard, joined by my trusty co-host, Matt Hagler. Howdy. Uh, we're back at it. We have a wonderful guest. You guys probably know him as Rob. You might know him as Doubles. What up, Rob? How's it going today, buddy? Oh, I'm wonderful. I hope you guys are doing well. Oh, yeah. 2020, baby. Do I still sound like Matt? No. No. Oh. Ooh, oh. Name dropping already because I'm elite. This must be the most lesson podcast, huh? Yeah. I right hear dropping other people's names within 30 seconds. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead. No, you're good. <laughs> well, uh, just, just so we're still focused on dropping names, uh, we also like to drop balls and, uh, Rob selected the Testicular Cancer Society as his charity of the week. Uh, if you want to check him out, just go to testicularcancersociety.org. Rob just told us a little bit ago that he got checked because he was worried. Uh, did you find a lump or something in one of your sacks? No. Just, uh, well, as you get older, you know, your prostate enlarges and other parts of your body just feel different. And that's not the part of the body when you feel slightly different that you um, let go. You know what I mean? Right. So it's the urologist, and that's always fun when you get to pull your pants down and you're just kind of standing there. You know what I mean? And you're grabbing it, squeezing it, pushing stuff around. But everything's fine. I mean, that it's sounds like a – That's all. Sounds like a good time otherwise. Yeah, I would, yeah, you know. Unfortunately, they don't put any fingers in your butt, so that's kind of disappointing. <laughs> but, you know. Oh man, Weck is gonna be so. Sad. I figure, I mean, if you're if it's already out and you like, you know, he's like less than a foot from your penis, I'm like, come on, finish the deal. But that's just me. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, I'm just about being gross. I can't yeah. help it. Either way, uh, if you go you're to testicularcancersociety.org, you can check out their mission. They know balls. It says right there, oh. and you are. More than welcome to have the ball talk to save lives. Okay, but but also they have a ball checker app for directions on doing testicular self-examinations, and you can get a monthly text reminder. If you do, they use like the haptic feedback or something. You just put your balls on your screen and like hit a button. (laughs) Be awesome, and if it just like act like the photocopier. If you could check your balls on your phone, would you do it? Because you might forget to wipe it off next time you know you're putting your phone up against your ears and be like, oh, I forgot my balls are on there. Or would you smell your phone? There's so many questions this with, this with me. Yeah. Like everyone says they wouldn't smell their phone, but come on, you'd be like, ooh. This smells like some Midwestern sweat. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Just... Midwest. Rob, what's your uh, what's your experience with the Midwest? Oh Jesus Christ! Sorry, I didn't mean to like put you on the spot like that. So Midwest is what South Dakota, the Dakotas is like Nebraska and all that. Shit the Midwest, right? Yes. <laughs> so that's about what I know about the Midwest. <laughs> but isn't the Midwest kind of like really big? Like, why is it the West? Isn't it kind of in the middle? It's right in the middle. I think. So why is it called the Midwest? Why doesn't it just call it the middle? I think, should, area. I think it's because we're in the West, just like the Middle East is, you know. I mean, I, 
Well, okay. Like, don't care about them. Is like, is there technically a Mid Eastern? Because you never hear shit about a Mid Eastern. Well, you, you hear about the Middle East though, which is like you know, same where, thing. Where we steal oil and shoot people. Oh, whoa, awesome. hey. Do you just and you wear towels on a different part of your body? Um, yeah, I guess. Oh, so okay. Maybe, hold on, maybe, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, we're getting out of, off the rails. No, 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 no. Um, I found the ball checker app on the, on the iTunes <laughs> store. Yes, four and a half stars. <laughs> nice. Like someone rated it five stars and someone rated it four stars. So clearly it's a good time, people. There we right. go. Ball checker so, app it up. So make sure they don't have testicular cancer. Further development. Ball checker map app. I'm downloading it now. <laughs> What's next? The prostate. Well, I mean, don't threaten me with a good time. Yes. <laughs> Spread the cheeks. Here we go. I'm just thinking though. So, if you had like a stool sample, could you trick people into shitting on their phone even if it didn't work? <laughs> Oh, yeah, you could definitely. <laughs> Why save money? You can save money. Just shit on your phone. That'd be awesome. Well, probably not. But no, as far as the Midwest, I mean, like, you hear it about the Southeast, Northeast, but you don't hear, like, Mideast. So I just don't understand why they don't just call it the middle. And like I said, I'm terrible at geography. But I, I guess when I think about Midwest, I think about corn, which is probably not even accurate. White people. Both of those are that's all accurate, yeah. Okay. And before you, <laughs> before you jump, what I know. Before you jump too far down the rabbit hole, I don't even know if I've talked about this, but Mitchell, South Dakota, has a place called the Corn Palace, and it's literally an entire palace made of corn. Do they have an app too? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you no, know, but there's a prostate check one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way off topic today. Do you guys like? Well, you, talking to me, you can never stay on topic. Nothing I say ever makes sense. This is why I don't go out with my wife. Hates taking me out to like dinner with her friends or lunch with her friends and people I don't know, because the shit just comes out of my mouth. Like we were with some people, and for some reason I don't know how I got on this, but I was talking about getting raped at a homeless shelter. After the lunch, my wife was like, how, why the hell were you talking about getting raped at a homeless shelter? I was like, just the flow of the conversation. She's like, there was no flow of conversation. <laughs> you got on this tangent about us getting a divorce, you being homeless, ending up in a homeless shelter, and getting raped. She's like, how did those two things go together? I said, I can't help it. I have a soft body, and they like it. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So that's why I don't go out. And that's I why like I it. just text random shit on Twitter. And that's why I block my wife. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys if you guys want to follow Rob on Twitter, it's R doubles. No, R -doubles. Just, I, dude, I keep losing followers. Like I need to stop. I don't know. I don't even really tweet that much because I've been doing other things. As you know. But all right, all right. I gotta. Yeah, do you want to plug your food truck? I have to bring this up. What I've been talking about, probably not right. I mean, if you want to, if there's something you're interested in, we could talk about later, but on or off the show, but we can get back to the Midwest. So, 
our podcast literally doesn't have a flow, and we talk about food a lot. So I want to rack your brain there. But while we're on the topic of Twitter, so if you follow Rob at Twitter, R Dubs, R Doubles is what his his uh, gamer or his Twitter tag is, Twitter handle. One of my favorite things you ever did, and I can't believe how viral it went, but it was like, "Who's the funniest Dolphins podcaster?" <laughs> and I finished I, it. I really think that it was like straight up because you were you were trolling, obviously. And right. Wingfield won. Wingfield won like fifty percent, and then the other two were Matthew Canada and Alfredo. And if you guys. Gosh. Follow Midwestern Fins on Twitter. You'll see that uh, we got into a little bit of a tussle with the three yards per carry guys. Oh, and I know why you're doing this too because I like the show, dickheads. <laughs> well, okay, they just they tweeted that they knew uh, about uh, Chan Gailey, but it was like five minutes after you know big reporters that tweeted it. So anybody that could have read the timeline could have said the same thing. So. Yeah. You know the thing about it is now, and we get, I mean, we can talk about my little poll or whatever, but you know how we have these uh, Twitter GMs and we all think the things they should do. And I would have done this, I would have done that. You know, like, remember when we didn't sign Olivier Vernon when he was going to be cheap and people were like, why didn't you sign him when you could have had him for five million a year or whatever? But then they do some shit like that with Eric Rowe or Jakeem Grant. People are like, oh, why'd you sign him? Why are you giving Devontae Parker, you know, 24 million guaranteed? You know what I'm saying? So it's, people are always saying this. And then, you know, you, it seems like it started with Gase. It seemed like there was a lot of, it seemed like everybody is just throwing shit against the wall. It seems like nobody's ever right. Even the beat, the beat writers. I mean, it's like a lot of guessing. I mean, like even the last couple of days, it seems like uh, Matt and them have, with Albright and They've kind of been in front of things, but then, you know, Shane Gailey comes in and it's like, okay, everything you said was just kind of bullshit too. So it's just like, I'm getting to a point where it's like, I'll read it because it gives me something to do, but all of it's just bullshit. Yeah, I mean, you're completely thing, right. It's fun though. I mean, that's the way I look at it. It's a fun time. And if you're right on some shit, like how, I mean, I went back and GTH found uh, this old tweet when I said the Bengals were going to be the worst team in the NFL way before the season started. Everyone's like, oh no, they're going to be decent. But that's the only time I've ever been right about anything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I wanted Trey Mason in the first round when he was coming out because I love that kid. And you saw what from happened. Auburn, right? That's who that is. The running back from Auburn, Trey Mason? Yeah, who had a bunch of, I guess he had a whole bunch of fucking mental issues, which sucks. But, I love Trey Mason. The dude is a beast. Right. I just, I just like, to, I like watching him run. And that's why I kind of like that running back from um, LSU. I mean, I say that I can't remember his name right now. A hyphenated last name. What's up with all these players with hyphenated names all of a sudden? Uh, they have multiple dads. I don't know. <laughs> right. So uh, I actually did some looking back today because I tweet a lot of bullshit too. And, oh. you know, if you guys follow my Twitter account, I, I like to troll people, especially with, uh, you know, Dan Reno stands and things like that. But I tweeted – on November 11th, 2019, I said, I can't wait until Tua decides to stay at Alabama for one more year to win an NCAA title. And I am really excited that I tweeted that. Is he staying? Do we know for sure? We don't yep. know for sure, but uh, it, it does seem like it because most of the juniors from Alabama have already said that they're not going to join the NFL, which is weird to me. And like Haggy kind of said that it was stupid, but 
you know, if an NFL player has the opportunity or a college player has the opportunity to get drafted in the NFL, why wouldn't you take that? But exactly. at the same time, um, you know, like Joe Burrow stayed one extra year and his stock rose a bunch. And that was even with the transfer and things like that. Um, I also think that allowing underclassmen to declare for the draft um, has actually ended up hurting the, the NFL. Uh, look at the poor offensive line play that's happened because these guys aren't playing offensive line for four years before they come in. I mean, I get that an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old or a 20-year-old are all pretty close on far as, like, physicality traits. But if you wait until you're, like, 23, like, if I was 23 when I was playing football and, like, my physique and my physical attitude made a huge difference than two years prior. So I feel like the NFL should almost, you know, make them play four years just because they're going to be getting a better product eventually because they're spending more time playing football before they actually get to the NFL. But how many but, how many times do you hear when a rookie comes out and they're 23, they're like, oh, my God, they're so old. Drive this other guy who's 21 or 20. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hate so it that. It seems so, like they want to squeeze every fucking year out of them. It kind of reminds me of Brandon Whedon. Brandon Ooh. Whedon was like 29 when he got drafted or some shit. Right. Oh. And then uh, I think Tremaine Edmonds, the – Linebacker for the Bills is the youngest player in the NFL right now. Right. I think he got drafted. Like, of his nose. God damn, he's got the biggest nose I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of air. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> Google him right now. Dude, it never gets winded. Oh, I mean, dude, it's like, it's like when you go in the create a character in any video game, you give them the nose the size of their head. I mean, that's like his nose. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think about. I mean, he's a good player, but his nose is enormous. His uh, first name is actually Fazan. It's Fazan oh Tremaine Edmonds. I can see why he went with Tremaine. Because <laughs> people are like, hey, Fazan. Aren't there like 12 of them in the NFL? Like him and his, doesn't he have like two brothers there's, playing? Yeah, too? there's three Edmonds brothers playing in the NFL at the same time. That's so weird how so many siblings play in the NFL, you know what I mean? Like yeah, the like, Watts and yeah. sure there's Well, I think the, the first ones that I remember were like the Gronkowski brothers, right? Which was interesting to me because um, like obviously Rob Gronkowski was significantly better than the other two. Oh, the rest but, of them suck. And then you got the Bosa brothers and both of those dudes are absolute studs. And one of my favorite tweets I saw was like uh, a guy that must have played them in high school was like my coach made me block these two motherfuckers for an entire game by myself. Right? <laughs> That's just crazy. I mean, even their father playing. It's always cool when you see, like, uh, ex-players' kids playing in the NFL. It's just kind of Yeah, different. like, next year, the year after, like, if we can get Patrick Sertain's kid yeah, from Alabama. Junior. I mean, they're That'd already talking about what? Aren't they talking about Peyton Manning's kid already, like, being the next big high school recruit or some shit? I'm like, God. Is it going to be that way to eternity? Just Manning after Manning after Manning. Was it? Is it? Peyton's it was Cooper kid? Manning. Yeah, it's Cooper. So the oldest brother's kid, and his oh, name yeah. is Arch. So Got named Arch. after his grandpa. Arch. Yeah, Arch Manning is his name. Oh. Anywho. So. Yeah, I think he's like six four and a sophomore in high school. So if I typed in Arch on Google, mm-hmm. and Arch Manning is the number two search. Was that tell you right? Could you imagine to be that age and just the whole world, like the whole United States, is looking at you? It's just weird. 
Yeah. Archie Manning says that his grandson is already ahead of Peyton and Eli when he, they were the, his age. Uh, they're always going to say that shit. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh, he, significantly worse, but he might be okay. He's not going to graduate high school until 2023. So he just got in high school, too. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But, but I remember a long time ago, remember when I was reading about LeBron James when he was like in middle school or something. I think it was in Sports Illustrated. It just shows how old I am. And I was like, damn, look what he's all done in that time. And what I've done. <laughs> yeah. Right. But anyway, so you so what are we talking about? The uh the scoops and just the do you guys enjoy reading them? Is there any people that you actually kind of believe more than others? Um I'm skeptical about all of them. No, we uh or I mean, speaking for myself, like there's plenty of beat writers and people that I like to read and that I usually believe um and I also like to like I take a little bit from everyone sort Mm -hmm. of like there's some things that I'll listen to Omar Kelly about but there's other things that I won't listen to him about you know and then um Joe Shad's pretty good um Antoine was pretty good and he moved over to the Panthers and now he's a free agent I think oh really I think he tweeted that I think he is as well well, I mean, if he got back to Miami, that'd be pretty cool. But, I mean, he's got to do it. He's got to do for his wife. Um, and then that new um, ESPN guy isn't that bad, Cameron Wolf. Yeah, he was the first one with the Xavier news. With, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. He was the first one I saw. I was like, oh, shit, how does he know? But do you, the only one I can really think that knows, like, who's been a correct when people are getting signed and stuff, it seems like Armando. It seems like that's the one who gets the fucking information when the Dolphins wanted to get out. You know? Yeah. He's got the, he's probably got the biggest following base. And right. I, I do think he's like, I don't know if he's gone downhill or he's like gone insane because he's tired of covering this fucking dysfunctional franchise for so long. <laughs> <laughs> but. It's 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 hard for me to read Armando's tweets and be like, man, I really appreciate this guy talking to my team about like that. You know, it's a, I think the same thing with Omar is so like, let's go back to like 2014 when I was like kind of fresh to Twitter. I was like an Omar fucking stan. And I right. don't know what broke me from like the light, you know, when someone's like, dude, why are you following this guy? You know, like you're, you're eating up everything he says. And then I was like, you know what, maybe I just need to start thinking for myself. And I guess outside of, like, actual news for the Dolphins, I just would rather wait for, like, the big-name reporters, you know, like Rappaport and Schefter to do it. Because I, I don't – I mean, like, everybody's trying to get their name out. You know, it's like you think of all these new podcasts and, like, PFN and, you know, whatever. They're trying to they're trying to make a living off this. Like, same thing with, with Wingfield and whatever. Um, you know, like, they're, they're taking this as, like, this is going to be their job. This is their future. So I wish them luck. But at the same time – you know, like they are doing that thing where they're like, you know what? If we break this story first, that might be like our big break. So then that's kind of where it comes into like, you know, when they talked about Tunsil being traded. You're like, yeah, we're going to break the Tunsil trade. And then it didn't happen for like two days. And everybody was like, you guys are idiots. And then ended up working out for the best of them. And, you know, and I hope that they got things, you know, like they actually have fairly big beat writers working with them. So like Ben Albright or whatever. I like Albright. He, he's pretty good with a lot of his stuff. I think he actually does have some connections. He hits oh, on yeah, a lot. for sure. He I, really does. I followed Albright for a while, and I remember fairly recently he tweeted something about uh, 
he's like, I don't know why nobody's paying attention to Omar Bayless. And yeah. he's a wide receiver for the college. And I tweeted at him and I was like, oh, man, I thought you were combining Omar Kelly and Skip Bayless to make the worst news reporter of all time. And all he said back to me was gross. But <laughs> I was pretty happy about that. Uh, honestly, funny. like, I, I do think PFN is kind of turning legit or is turning legit with all that stuff. And, um, like, we've had a couple of their guys on our podcast. Uh, we had Houts and Sutton on there, although Sutton, I think, is leaving. Yeah, what is, um, yeah, what is up with that? Is he, like, leaving all of that? or I think he he's... Insider radio. I haven't talked to him in a minute. I probably should touch base with him. I've just... It seems like he's just leaving Finsider Radio, mm-hmm. and then um, he's—I think he's going to be like a behind-the-scenes guy for PFN. But it seemed like he was pretty happy with his decision, from what it looked like on Twitter. Yeah. So more time to play guitar and whatnot. He has a lot of kids. A lot more he kids does. than you. More kids Oof. than me. That's right. Oh, he's gonna—he's gonna catch up with Philip River someday. I bet. I think, you know, I mean, like I said, I agree with you guys. I like all of them. I like busting their balls, but especially Kanata. And now oh, yeah. But now he has to be careful because of the um, because of the PFN, and I understand, but I'm still going to be just tweeting him shit that's inappropriate. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm trying to start this business, and just for them to start that website is such an undertaking. There's just, so, like, I have, uh, this, have you guys ever tried to start a business before? No. It is not. I mean, even just a simple like food truck, like I'm trying to do, it is just so much stuff. You're just not even aware that you're going to need, and there's just so much money. I need to do this. You need to do that. And so for them to do that with the uh, PFN, I'm sure that was a quite an undertaking. And you know, to work out contracts with, you know, I would. I mean, I guess Pauline and Albright could be considered national reporters, right? Because they're not just yeah. like known in Miami or so. I would say they're national. I thought, I thought Albright so. was a Denver beat writer. Albright, Albright is a Broncos beat writer. But Twitter blew him up. So, I mean, you had, I mean, so, you know, people can respond to him that are, you know, top the NFL players and stuff like that. So he's kind of moved up. He's used this medium to his advantage for sure. But, yeah. Right. But so, I, so, I mean, I think it, like, I hate being given cows and all them credit, but, you know, they've done a good job with PFN. I mean, I'm not going to read the articles and I'm not going to pay for it. But, right. <laughs> But you know the thing is, is I have no attention span, and I hate to read, right? Which is like, as much as I'm reading on Twitter, you think would just be an oxymoron. That's but why like, Twitter's I, the best, though, right? But it I has a character limit. Like I, I'll listen to like you know Wingfield every now and again, but I can't. I don't read any of the articles. I just can sit there and read three pages of just like play breakdowns and this and that, or like Armando gets long-winded with these pieces. And I'm just like, that's why I like Barry Jackson. He does like all these little tidbits and notes and shit, like cliff notes versions of everything. So I'll actually yeah. read all that. But but I just don't like reading. Like I enjoy listening to it. I guess it's because you're in a car and it's better than listening to traffic. But I don't know. That's fair. So just, just give me smaller stories and just give me something that's worthwhile. That's why I like, you know, when it's going to be exciting coming up with all the coaches and stuff like that and free agency. That's when it really starts getting fun in the, for the football season for me. Because, like, Twitter sucks during the season for the most part, Because especially this year with people up and down and happy about shit and that, you know, pissed off or happy about something. And they're changing their mind every other day on both sides. And it's just like, that's probably another reason why I'm just like, eh, let me stop looking at this shit as much. 
you know. I don't know how about you guys? You guys been hot and heavy? Um, I just honestly this season I've just gone on there to troll people. Right. No expectations, gang gang. gang. Right. Love the no expectations, gang gang. I will tell you I really I genuinely feel like this season has been the least stressful for me. So a few Mm. years ago I stopped playing fantasy football. I used to be a commissioner in a pretty big dollar league and Mm. uh it helped me be a football fan, right? Because I was paying attention to so many different players and people could ask me stats, you know, from, you know, how many receiving yards did Michael Thomas have this year? And I'm like, oh yeah, 17, 39. And he was 400 yards ahead of the next guy. So I used to be able to just ramble that stuff off like it was nothing. But because I was paying attention to so much fantasy football, I felt like I lost my ways of actually being a football fan. So I wasn't paying attention to the players that, didn't touch the ball. I wasn't paying attention to defense like I wanted to. I wasn't analyzing plays and relying on coaches. And overall, I ultimately became a fan of the game rather than a fan of the Dolphins. And I think part of that had to do with the Dolphins sucking ass is I needed something else to root for. And then Gates came in, and I remember being pretty hyped about Gates. And then they went 10-6. and six. Jay Ajayi had his phenomenal season. Tannehill was playing really good. And I was like, man, I'm just going to stop playing fantasy football so I can be a fan of the Miami Dolphins. And then they sucked ass again. So it was like I gave up something to help me with the suck-assness of the Dolphins just to watch the Dolphins suck ass even more. All right. So then this season, I introduced the No Expectations Gang Gang, which I think I honestly probably got it from Tone because Tone was talking about, you know, like, don't expect anything, but just be okay with the results. And then, you know, right. like, kind of hope for the best. Look for progress. It's helped me really, like, not get upset about us losing to the Patriots 43 to nothing week two. Because, yeah, it was tough. Because then when we beat the Patriots week 17, 27 to 24, and knock them out of the first round bye and give them a three seed, that was, like, so much more elation to me because I wasn't expecting it to happen. You know, I, I didn't have any expectations that the Dolphins were going to win games. So then when they do, I'm like, man, this is fucking awesome. Well, it, it's easy to root for. I mean, I found myself enjoying this team because it's so easy to root for guys that you knew were not doing anything two weeks before, and they're coming in and they're playing an NFL game and they're actually doing something. I mean, not looking perfect all the time, but just like making plays at pivotal moments. Like, look at who's that guy? Tay Hayes. Who the hell's that guy? And he's out there for the whole game. And I mean, he didn't look great, but for the most part. We didn't give up that much, you know, we didn't give up any passing yards. So it's, it was easy to root for this team. Like you said, no expectations and just the faces coming in and out. Cause I don't think it would have been the same. Like if it was, say, it was Minka, Laramie, we had the same kind of season. I don't think it would have been felt as special. You know what I mean? Cause like those yeah. players, you should be able to do that. So the fact that you, you know, and I'm not saying anything that doesn't already be said, but just seeing these guys coming and just seeing them playing hard. And, you know, sometimes they were out playing superstars. You know what I mean? And it's just, to me, that's just, that was kind of fun to watch. And it kind of gave you an affinity for the team as a whole, you know, like that fucking Cincinnati game. I was like, all right, let's lose this. And then they start scoring all these points. I'm like, screw it. Let's go, let's go ahead and beat the brakes off them. And then they give up the points and we're, <laughs> and they tie it up. Now it's like, okay, Cincinnati, you can go ahead and win. You know what I mean? So even like within one game, you feel all these different things. So it's been kind of it. It's been kind of a weird season. The first half of the season wasn't any fun at all, but at least the second half got interesting. 
and you just didn't know what you're going to expect. But, you know, you just can't get any kind of enjoyment out of a blowout to the Ravens like that. I was just like, what the hell? And then to see it the next week, I was like, I knew we were going to suck. So suck this bad. Ugh. So, you know, like you were saying, it was nice to have that last game of the season. And that was, it was kind of special, I think. Yeah. I like that. So it's pretty profound. Yeah. So let's uh let's analyze the whole season, right? We had 17 weeks. We talked about how shitty it was like the first, you know, few weeks and how we got blown out. Was there any moment that really stood out to you, good or bad, that was like, man, this is, you know, something I'm going to remember forever? Was there anything like that? I can't remember shit. So, okay. <laughs> So I'm just going to have to tell you something while it's happened. I mean, it has to be, and it's just going to be the easiest answer. I wanted to come up with something more like in depth or like, oh, I never thought of that. But it was just the, um, that Patriots game, the fact that they came out there with a team that had so much to play for and just were competitive the whole game. You know, they never got flustered. They came through when they needed to, you know. But I think the thing I'm going to remember the most is just seeing how Devontae Parker just instantly turned it on i was just like holy shit you know i'm like like i was never a hater of him but you know he always was injured and you know that was the one thing going back to omar kelly saying that oh Devonte parker is the same thing because he's staying healthy it's like but he never brings up the changing of his diet and just living his life better you know what i mean because as we know well for me as a non-active person i feel like shit but I know if I exercise or if I eat better, I'm going to feel better. So for an athlete, that has to be magnified by times like a million. You know what I mean? So, yeah, most definitely. But I've just—I don't think I can remember a player that just you know went from. So I mean, think about it. Nobody wanted him back. To he turned into a superstar this year. In half a season, he did all that basically. I mean, that's fucking nuts. I mean, top, I would put it up there with the Jay. You know what I mean? I would I would put it right up there with JJ. I mean, with the JJ, he at least led us to a playoff game. But to me, this was just as impactful of a season and probably one of the more impressive things I've seen in a while. Now, the one thing I'm going to say that from the season that I, I've hated the most, and this has been from week one till the last game of the season, is I have never seen such an anemic pass rush in my entire life. Yes. Holy he's going to eat this up. Shit. I cannot. I mean, how many times were just quarterbacks back there forever? Golly. Eight seconds. And Taco was always running past quarterbacks. I mean, I was never really impressed with his five sacks. They were all kind of bullshitty. I mean, but here's, so that here's the thing easy. with him kind of running by, right? Like, that's at least a little bit of pressure. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, I'll take that over just them sitting back with no pressure, you know? Right. But the one thing I think I noticed is, I can't remember what it was Bill Belichick, but what somebody was saying is if you're a yard or two past the quarterback, you're a non-factor or something in the play anymore. And if you looked at Taco when he wasn't getting sacks, either he was on the ground or he was running past the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He could, but, he could yeah. take the Charles Harris route and just not move. Yeah, what about Black Ice? I'm like, what the hell? Why did he end up being so bad? Charles Harris, yeah. yeah. I think it just has it something like... to do with the, you know, um, Missouri pass rushers. They are phenomenal in the college, and then when they come to the NFL, they just can't do it. Right? It's, it's a damn shame. 
I remember people wanted him so bad, and well, now they hate him, but they wanted him. Like, like I, well, there's the door thing with him. Oh my god, that was so awesome! <laughs> right, uh, that I dude definitely a, called it because everybody called him out for it. They're like, "Dude, you're so dumb. It's gonna be a great pick." I bet he's just like relishing in it right now. Right. I mean, because what was the other play? Weren't the Falcons the one who were trying to trade up allegedly to get him and the Dolphins didn't want it? And they ended up taking, like, Tack McKinley. Did he pan yeah. out or has he just been okay? I know he's no, still right. kind of petered off. He, he, so, he did okay, but, like, out of all the pass rushers that year, uh, T.J. Watt's definitely the best. And T.J. Oh, Watt was drafted okay. 30th. Right. Oh. Okay, also, quick note on, on T.J. Watt, right? I don't know if you guys have ever watched Letter Kenny, but he looks a lot like Jared Kiso, the guy who plays the main character. <laughs> I have no idea what Letter Kenny is. Sorry. It's a it's a Canadian um, it's a Canadian show on Hulu, and uh, it's pretty funny. Yeah, he does. He looks a little bit like him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have that show. Haggy, do you got anything that stands out to you? For the season, I'm with Rob. The pass rush was awful. Um, I really also like Devonte Parker's growth. I'm pretty. I was. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm also glad that Mike Gesicki grew quite a bit. Oh my and god! He yeah, he went off. It was clutch too. End. Yes, and then you know. It's just I don't know that it's well, it was good to see the secondary do okay. Yeah, like, that's what I, I was say. like with Nick Needham, that was another thing to see yeah, where he of, was the preseason. It was just crazy too. Yeah, just a bunch yeah. of uh, a bunch of players that you've never heard of. You know, making plays. So, like, I think I made a comment last week about Stephen Parker. Um, I think he actually got hurt, so that's why he's not on the team right now. But he had he had a couple interceptions. Um, Eric Rowe had a pick six, which I was pretty excited about. Great. Um, you know, and like Nick Needham is an undrafted rookie free agent. Like, people are like, "Oh, he needs to be better." Like, he's just a, you know, he's still just a, a jag. You know, just a guy. He's an undrafted rookie right. free agent, and you can't put those expectations on him. If anything, no, that guy's exceeded his expectations more than anything. So I'm yeah. not upset at all. You know, like even if he does struggle. So and, and think about how long he's had to. Um, they have to cover these people. I mean, yeah. all these guys got to cover for five minutes. I mean, it's impossible. I mean, it's crazy that our defense wasn't worse than it was. I mean, with zero pass rush, I mean, you had Beagle applying pressure. There was pressure every now and again, but it was just like, wow. No one was ever scared of anybody rushing the passer on our team. Yeah. Very true. Uh, I guess I, outside of the standout things that you have said, I was so disappointed that the Dolphins could not establish a run game. Oh. Like, when I was watching the Seattle 49ers game Sunday night, and we were all celebrating, like, obviously it was victory. 
You know, we just beat the Patriots in Foxborough. I was elated. Some of the things people were talking about is like, man, these kids are playing hard for Brian Flores. And Haggy and I agree that's one of the main traits that you need to have as a coach. But when I was talking about, like, dudes playing hard, like, I saw one run by Raheem Mostert for the 49ers. And that dude came out like a fucking cannon. He put his shoulders down. He never stopped his feet. Like, dude got 20 yards on a play that should have had three. And I was like, man, that is playing hard for your coach. And then you go look back at, like, the Saints 49ers game when George Kittle was getting face masked and ran down the field another 20 yards. Like, that is playing hard for your coach. So, obviously, the 49ers have a far significantly better roster than what the Dolphins have right now. But those dudes play hard. And I would love to see something like that in Miami again. I just, I, I don't know if we've ever seen that. I don't know if we've ever seen a player play that hard for anybody. I mean, uh, okay. Rick Williams, definitely. I was going to say Cameron Wake, too. Cam Wake. Oh, yeah. He, Cam, yeah he's... Cam Wake tore his, tore his Achilles and still got a sack. So. I mean, like, even Larry played hard as hell, even though he, he wasn't my favorite. <laughs> he definitely tried every game. He put 100% into it. Yeah. Most definitely. Running over fools. But... And, then, and then I guess maybe the other thing is this was kind of an under-the-radar, like, successful season for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, just kind of looking at some of his stats. Um, third most yards ever thrown in one season. Um, his interception percentage was pretty low relative to some other seasons he's had. And He led the talk- team in rushing. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. That didn't help that... So that is a combination between like not being able to establish a run game, but just an absolute carousel of running backs this season. Well, and, I was told that Balazs was going to be really good, so I'm pretty boy. miffed. He under <laughs> 1.9 yards to carry. Laird didn't look a whole lot better, honestly. I thought Samaje showed more in his few carries than I've seen from many of those other running backs other than Walton. Walton, Walton played good for a little while. But that's the that's thing old. is like they were they were they weren't running an offense that allows them to establish a run game. I kind of remember that like from the Tannehill days. I hated always running single back from the shotgun. Like that shit just doesn't fucking work in the NFL. Well, so like you know, you know Shane's gone now. <laughs> yeah, he is. We replaced maybe. Voldemort with Palpatine. <laughs> well, but that's the thing is maybe. Is it possible that he was a large part of the reason why the running game sucked? I mean, because the two, I guess, main things were the offensive line coach is gone, the offensive I, coordinator is gone. So are they, is Flores saying, well, I think the running game should be on your shoulders as a reason it didn't work? Because even with our offensive line it was bad, they should have still been able to fucking run. They weren't that bad. I genuinely think it has, it's 50% offensive line, 50% game plan. I mean, like, right. we drafted Chandler Cox to play fullback, and they never brought him in. Like, Kalen Blodge played fullback just as much as he did. But doesn't Chandler Cox honestly kind of suck? Like, he'll make, like, a really big block, but then, like, the rest of the game is kind of like, eh. You well, think I mean, that might a, be part of it? I think, I think fullback is, you know, kind of related to tight end. Like, it's a hard position to learn. And because they're not on the field all the time, they don't get that game-time experience. So it's hard to develop that position so i don't really know i mean so you you think about like as a fullback right they're trained to block 
So they got to practice blocking. They also have to be a pass catcher. They also have to be a pass blocker. They also have to be, you know, a running back. So they're the, even though it's one position, they have to train on four different things. I think that's the same thing with the tight end. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to do so much and be successful at it. Right. Very yeah, true. Like, so yeah, I don't know, but like I agree with you. I want a running game. I'd much rather watch a an offense like the Ravens than like a like a high flying passing game because I I don't know I just like watching a good run like you know watching Ricky Williams or you know growing up probably before you guys were even born where you're probably real little but like Mark Higgs and Bernie Parmley I just like watching a decent running game or that one year with Lamar Smith but but like I said I don't know if it's the coaching I know it has to be somewhat to do with the offensive line I mean are, are all our running backs that bad I can't imagine they're all that terrible but they all look terrible so they do so, so O'Shea had to be a culprit. That's the only reason. I mean, wasn't O'Shea and um, Flora's best friends? Weren't they the ones who ran up and down the steps together every day in Foxborough? For you to fire your friend like that, you must really think that they are doing a bad fucking job. Or, <laughs> especially my, part of my changing. theory is that? Um, that O'Shea is going to get a different offer somewhere else, mm-hmm. and they knew about it. And that he was saying, hey, like, I'll let you go for this sort of thing. Uh, but but, but then, wouldn't it, above that, wouldn't that be a head coaching? Because, I mean, he's a coordinator now. What would be a step above that, assistant head coach or something? No, I think, I think it's possible that he could have been um, – he could have been getting selected for McDaniels. Maybe he's going back to New England if McDaniels leaves. Right, and it'll be New England's offensive coordinator. That could be it too. Because because he was he was a wide receivers coach, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that um, maybe he was more like the receivers are great, but the running backs are like shit. But then we also have that what Studsville that they say is like one of the best running back coaches. Like I said, I don't know all this shit. It's like he tell, is he not train is he not um coaching him up well? I mean, it's just too many different things to think about. But he still got a job, so. Must have been doing yeah. something. And also, I think another thing that they bring, um, so everyone's kind of surprised that they're bringing in Chan Gailey, and a lot of people made the connection of like, oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick had some of his best years with him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it could be something to do with Rosen instead, like with Running the, the spread, spread office. Offense. Yeah. I don't know, though, but he, I don't know if he's good. I mean, because he, when he looks bad, he looks so bad. I mean, I know he's young. I'm not giving up on him, but I don't know. I hate to say that cliche it thing factor, and I don't know if he necessarily has that it factor to him. I think that's something you can kind of get, though, which a lot of people disagree with me on that. But I think you can have an it factor when you have a feel for something. So once he gets a feel for the game, I think he can get that it factor. The thing that bothered me about Rosen was the few ga- the few games that he played really well, like in the preseason. Like he he made some stellar throws, and they worked really well. And I was like, man, this is super exciting. And then you see him like get in the bigger stage, and it just felt like he shut down. Yeah, and like it just wasn't there. Whereas like Fitzpatrick. He didn't ever shut down. 
Like, mm-hmm. it seemed like every single play, Fitzpatrick was doing something to make a difference. Right. He's True. always smiling, too. I like that aspect of him. He's always having a good time. Oh, yeah. That, like, his fucking, like, touchdown celebrations where he's, like, acting like a short-circuiting robot. Love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> What were you talking about this? when he threw that touchdown in the last game? And he's like squatting and like moving his arms. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> That's such a white guy celebration. All his celebrations are such white guy celebrations. It's it's excellence. Easily. But, I, I expect nothing less. <laughs> he's a Harvard man. Right, with a bunch of kids. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like... I wonder. I wonder if the Dolphins have the youngest roster in the NFL, even with. We're pretty close. Right. I'm gonna find well, out. I wonder. I wonder, like, you know how they always talk about like playoff appearances. I wonder how much like NFL game time their entire roster has. I bet that would probably be like some all-time low, since they're all like free agents, all practice squad rookies. Yeah. I would like to see total minutes played in the NFL per team. That would be an interesting stat. I mean, I would have no desire to ever research something like that. That could be interesting. The Dolphins are the youngest team in the NFL in 2019. In 2018, they were the 26th youngest. So, oh wow, wow, they uh, got a lot younger real quick. They look younger. Yeah, they did. The oldest team in the NFL this year is the Patriots. <laughs> and there's oh, well, Tom Brady probably takes that average. <laughs> right. Oh, please let Tannehill beat him next this week. Please. Oh my yes. God, that'd be so fucking amazing. <laughs> we're rooting I, for I the Bill or for the tight or Texans and Titans this week. Right. Yep. Especially Tannehill. I'm just saying I'm going for the Titans because I because I still that's still my boy. <laughs> Same. Same. I mean, he was. I'm, I'm sorry, but his teams around him were just not good enough. I mean, you saw the year he had a running back and a decent defense, and we got to the playoffs. I'm like, he could do it if he had help, and he's got that help now. I mean, I'm not saying that he's Russell Wilson. I'd still rather have Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes, obviously, but he, I'd rather have him over Mariota or Jameis Winston. Winston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he 30 was 30-30. 33, right. 33 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. That's like me and Madden. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I I just want to say that Tannehill's best season probably wasn't even that 2016 year though. Um, in 2012, he uh, not 2012. That was a rookie year. 2014, Tannehill had 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, and only 12 picks. And like that season, just like forgot about, you know. It just blows yeah. my mind. But here's the thing, right? There's a difference between good statistical seasons and then good seasons, right? Like, right. Tannehill was playing on fire in 2016. Yeah, but versus... that just means that he was streaky. Well, wasn't though, right? When we got on that little win streak, he was kind of he had kind of settled down right before he blew, before he blew out his ACL, right? Yeah, yeah. He was always that way, like that really good game, and then it would be two shitty games. I thought that streak he actually had kind of – I can't remember, but I thought he kind of settled down a little bit. He but did, I think. Perfect for us. That was the year, like, all the bounces went our way. Mm-hmm. We liked him to yep. – I mean, 
And we did Which is weird. I just this is the path that the Steelers were headed on this year with fucking luck. It finally ran out, though. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck Adam Gase. Right. Also, I want, I want to really quick. Speaking of the Steelers, like I want to shout out Miles Garrett a little bit because <laughs> I think that he wasn't entirely in the wrong. I mean. Yes, he shouldn't have used a helmet to hit somebody on the head with, but like, there's no, there's no way he just does that, right? I think Mason Rudolph had to have said something. You wouldn't oh, hope there's... so, but you just never know. You know what I mean, he does look like a dick, though. What a fucking douche! Could you imagine if that was your quarterback, Mason Rudolph? Yeah, I, I wouldn't want him as my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's got a very, very punchable face. Right. Him and Drew Locke. Oh. He has a I like face. Drew Locke. He's got a punchable face, but I like him. <laughs> so I, I just want to. I don't want to get off t- topic too much, but like, so we're talking about like how great Tannehill season this year is. Uh, Drew Brees has a 74% completion rating <laughs> and 27 touchdowns and only four interceptions. Yikes. He's going to get paid. Yeah. I wonder if he'll stay in New Orleans, though. Ooh. Probably. At this point, he's such a hero there. Why would you leave? Uh, Fair enough. Leave. You know what I mean? He can't leave that city at this point. Just like Brady really shouldn't leave. Just go out as the fucking Patriot. You know what I mean? Unless you have no choice. Well, I mean, he's like 50 years old. He has a definite choice. <laughs> you know, no, I'm saying if the Patriots force his hand and like, we don't want you to play for us and going somewhere else, I can understand. But for him just like try to leave the Patriots to go to where, where the hell would he even go? And why? Oh. I mean, you don't want him in Miami, do you? I no, or actually, absolutely yes, not. I do. Oh, for the Twitter meltdown. <laughs> yes, just for just to. Oh man. Oh, the <laughs> Patriots fans would just lose their minds, and it'd be amazing. Right. And that's when they'd start saying he's washed. Yeah, guaranteed. So. Okay, so <laughs> it goes elite. What's the next topic? Well, I think we should just finish on your food truck, man. Uh, if you got five fine. minutes. That's fine. I'm just making a sandwich right now. Nice. But, um, so what do you want to know? Well, what kind of food are you going to serve on your food truck? This is the uh, probably the most difficult thing when people ask about what kind of food. Because, you know, like I said, I went to school and I'm classically trained. <laughs> which doesn't mean shit. It just means I got an association. But... But when you, you learn fine dining techniques, but that was never the plan. Like, I don't want to work in a fine dining restaurant. Never want to work in a restaurant, period. Like I said, I like cooking food that I like to eat. Chili, burgers, shit like that. You know what I mean? Sandwiches. So that's why it's going to be called Dove's Grub. And so the cuisine is grub, is what I call it. There you go. Because I'm trying to come up with something that's um, stuff I like to eat. I'm not trying to invent, reinvent the wheel. I just want something that's efficient. Something me and my wife or my son can knock out without having too many employees and just coming out with a quality product that 
can kind of cater to everybody's taste, you know, having healthier options or having vegetarian options and stuff like that. But it's stuff I know that sells in the area and it's stuff I know people like, you know, for example, having chicken salad on the truck. If you live in North Carolina, you understand how popular chicken salad is. Florida and shit, what the fuck is chicken salad? You know what I mean? So it's knowing your clientele and stuff like that. Do you guys eat chicken salad a lot in the um, Midwest? Yeah, I hear about it. I don't personally like it, but a lot of people do. Right. They like make the chicken, chicken salad sandwiches or whatever. It's fucking mm-hmm. weird. I'm eating one right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what we like to do is um, go for our house, because I actually like chicken salad made with dark meat. Everywhere you go, it's like white meat. You know what I mean? Because they think it's healthier. It's like it's really not much healthier for you. I mean, it's a little leaner, but you pull most of the fat off anyways. So my chicken salad at home is uh, what we do is we roast chicken. and We'll have like a chicken dinner, but who wants to eat like reheated roasted chicken carcass? You know what I mean? So what I usually do is I'll just pick it, mix it up. And for people who don't know what chicken salad is, it's typically just chicken, mayonnaise, and celery. And then, of course, people put nuts or other fruits in it if they want to do that. But ugh. Yeah, that's why I don't that's like not... it, because it's got that nasty white word in there. Yeah, right. Mayonnaise. Oh, but see, oh, but that's that sucked, because I was going to make um, this chicken salad, so I have it all picked and everything. I'm like, fuck, I don't have any mayonnaise. So I had to make mayonnaise to put my damn chicken salad. I was like, damn it. Man, you're flourishing, Rob. That's no, I'd rather tricky. just pull some out of a damn jar and throw it in there. I was like, so, but yeah, so like I said, it's just, it's just, it's basically going to be like a deli grill on the, you kind of saw my little artwork. So I'm trying to do some a little different. I'm trying to add personality to it, trying to inject my personality into the business, if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> yeah. Guess we'll find out. <laughs> right. But it's cool. It's exciting. It's been, um, I think over the last week I have, I've tried to, over the holiday, scale it back a bit because it was getting to a point where it was a little overwhelming where i almost had a fucking breakdown on the phone talking to my wife you know just trying to get the truck trying to figure out insurance and because when you're trying to do like a business plan and stuff there's a lot of variables that are very difficult in this line of work if i were to open a you know say for a business plan um say i opened in the shopping center i plan to have this many people come in this day you know market and clientele should increase you know this percentage after this month and the food truck is different because it's based on you have to find events you don't have i'm not gonna go park in a you know gas station for permanently it's finding corporate events it's you know finding breweries there's a lot of breweries in this area because we like our craft beer but just trying to figure out all these different things and you know paying for the truck because i mean it's a you know it's a lot of money i don't make that i work at a fucking deli right now my money i don't make good money so to put sixty five thousand dollars into a truck that's a lot of damn money. Yeah. Yeah. So, some people are like, eh. So, but it's um, but it's just it's a lot of little shit you don't think of, even like you know, point of sale system, just food costs. Where do you get your food? What are your, what is your food going to cost? So it just got to a point where I was just obsessing about it, and I wasn't sleeping that great. So I was like, all right, I'm just weak. I'm not even going to look at it. I'm going to play video games and drink beer. Sounds good. But that, said, but that being said, we're going to actually finish the contract, and we're going up to Virginia this weekend to actually see the truck itself and finalize all that. So I'm sure once next week I'll be back to turning psychotic again. Nice. Hell yeah! 
We actually have a cool fo- food truck where I'm at that sells mac and cheese, and they usually park outside the bar. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's one of the things that's going to be on my truck, mac and cheese, chili. I'm doing tater tots instead of french fries. Nice. The best, food truck around, the best food truck around me sells grilled cheeses. I'm going to have mm. one of those. So I'm going like, to do yeah. mac and cheese. So it's going to be a like, grilled cheese, macaroni and cheese, and shredded cheddar. It's going to be nice and yummy. Throw some bacon on it. Sounds awesome. Yeah, but pulled pork thing or is, something. Is, well, the thing about pulled pork is, is you want it to cook for a long time. Like, I'd really like to smoke it, but just can't do because you can't cook at home. So you'd have to do it on the truck. I mean, you could throw it in the oven and roast it, but it's not, to me, it's not the same. A roasted pork isn't the same as a smoked pork. So you got to get the little smoke ring around it. So, I mean, I might do that for specials, but a lot of this shit is just easy shit to prepare. I could make by myself if I had to, and it's just going to be, like, hopefully a higher quality than what you get everywhere else. So even though it sounds like there's a lot of things on it, there's a lot of cross-utilization of items. So, because space is another thing you got to think about. So, but yeah. So we're going to yeah, we're gonna have mac and cheese. We're going to have grilled cheese. We're going to have burgers. We're going to have Phillies. And we're going to have combinations of all the stuff. And... And it's, and it's catering to bars and shit like that. Because there are a lot of breweries that employ a lot of trucks here on a daily basis. That sounds awesome. Hell yeah, Rob. I hope you fucking flourish, dude. I'm sure we will. I'm looking forward to it. It's probably the closest thing I can say I've had to a dream as an adult, as cheesy as that sounds. So, like Not I said, cheesy, that's man. Right. Oh, it is cheesy, do you. but it's true. Mm-hmm. Mac and cheesy, maybe. There you go. <laughs> Um, so if taylor ever goes are you gonna have like soy sauce on your truck or like oh my fucking (laughs) god rob have you been paying attention um like i said very rarely i mean i really haven't been on i've seen it before i I could see the soy sauce if you like your shit salty thank you thank you rob (laughs) i appreciate you I mean, it's a. Do I put it on there? No. I just saw my pasta, and that's usually salty enough for me. Because, you know, some people like a little more salt. That's right. Because it really doesn't probably change the taste a whole lot. Boom! But have you tried Worcestershire? <laughs> I will. Okay, not on spaghetti, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now you get high and mighty with your spaghetti. That's how I put, uh, that's what I put in, like, steak tips, though. Like, if I'm marinating steak tips. Basically, mm-hmm. soy sauce and Worcestershire are the two. That's right. Do a little garlic. Yep. Rosemary, too. Mm, sometimes. I did that on my prime rib. I made a prime rib for Christmas. That shit was good. That's good. Yeah. This chicken sandwich I'm eating, though. Chicken sandwich. Mayonnaise. Fuck mayonnaise. Oh. Fuck Travis. Oh, I already, oh, you don't like mayonnaise? Why don't you like mayonnaise? Because I'm weird. So do you like creamy honey mustard? Do you hate that, too? Fuck mustard too. Oh, so yeah. You don't like. Damn. So you. So you. Okay. They say typically people fall into two categories. It was like a creamy, and then like a soury kind of. So you kind of probably fit in the soury area. Would you say more so than creamy? Uh, I don't know. I don't like sour cream. I don't like mustard, and I don't like mayonnaise. I'm pretty What's your much condiment of choice. Condiment of choice. Probably 100%. a fucking. Like a good ass barbecue sauce. Okay, so you like salty sweet. Yeah, um, I also don't like horseradish very much. Oh, I, I'm mm. not a I'm not a big fan of like 
vinegary shit. So I don't know. I'm fucking Ooh. weird. So you just basically don't like condiments is what you're telling me. Pretty much. You're condiment for you're a dry guy, so to speak. Well, you got to make it worth it. So right. this is stupid. So I hate mayonnaise, but I fucking love aiolis. So I don't know. Wait, come on. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, I know. I mean, literally, it's, well. It's mayonnaise yeah. with garlic in it. <laughs> I made a That's maple it. aioli for my sandwich since I already had to make the fucking mayonnaise. So I'm like, I'm going to turn the rest of this mayonnaise into something else. There you go. I won a grilled cheese contest with tomato bacon aioli. There you go. Actually, I so think I won, I won best burger in South Dakota with tomato bacon aioli on a burger, too. Do you miss cooking? Do I miss it? Huh? Um, no. I think I got burnt out, and mm. mostly it was because of the kitchen I was in. Um, right. I did. I did get offered an executive chef position at a restaurant that I thought was going to suit me really well. Um, <laughs> they said it was going to be like a farm-to-table restaurant. They were going to let me change the menu every week, and it could be like a limited menu, so I could just go down to the farmers market, buy whatever they had, and then make my menu off of that every week. And I ended up turning it down because I wanted to pursue a career outside of the kitchen. Well, I mean, you have kids and a wife, so, I mean, yeah. I went to school. family. I went to school for a long time to be an engineer, and I would hate to spend all that money in six years of my life at a terrible time to not use it. So, so what I'm going to do for you, Taylor, is I'm going to map out your life so you can stay at your job, you're going to get all your retirement and all this, make your money. And then when you're about, you know, 50, you're like, fuck this. And then you go start your food truck in the Midwest. or Because you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go back to something I like, but I don't want to do it for someone else. So you can do what I'm going to do. It yeah. helps be in a better financial situation when you do it. I like you it. You have all those kids, so that's difficult. I'm a fan. He's going to make Rocky Mountain oysters with soy sauce. You know what? It's going to be his. <laughs> I'm going to fucking do it just for you, Haggy. Oh. I'll buy some. So you know, is is it um, Mexico where they uh, castrate the goat? The uh, what do they do? They castrate the goats with their teeth? No, Peru. There's some <laughs> animal where they bite the nuts off with their teeth to castrate them. I think it's somewhere in South America. So Wouldn't that surprise how you can me. Get your oysters? Although, sounds like you found your new career, I guess. Can you fit goat nuts in your mouth? Aren't they large? Or am I thinking something else? So Rocky Mountain oysters are bull nuts, dude. They're cat. Oh, they are. And they're yeah, they're and they come nuts. like every year. Like when you do like branding for your new like baby calves, that's when you do it. So they're not like full grown cow nuts. A lot of Rocky Mountain oysters are like from calves. So um, you can do like the full grown ones, but they're huge. So you gotta like cut them up into pieces or slice them. Mm. And how do we go? Do we go back to talking about balls? Is this for the charity? Yeah, we'll finish. <laughs> we'll finish on the charity. Check out a uh, Testicular Cancer Society. Get the app for your phone so you can take a picture of your sack and make sure that it looks good. Don't um, put your balls on your phone. Don't smell it later either. Hmm. All right. How how are you guys feeling? Well, I was That's hungry, good. but that might be eating the sandwich the last twenty minutes while I've been talking. I feel better. There you go. Still hung I think over. You should make a chicken salad sandwich though. No, I'm good. I'll pass. <laughs>
Well, but. if you eat mayonnaise, if you don't eat mayonnaise, I could see why it wouldn't be appealing. Yeah. Oh, well, I did fried chicken salad at work the other day. That was kind of cool. That sounds good. Right. <laughs> fried well, chicken salad balls. I should probably uh, go maintain my children's attitude really quick. Um, but I appreciate you guys coming on and joining me today. If you want to check us out on Twitter, you can find me at Ballard78. You can find Haggy at Hagler underscore Matt. And you can find our guest Rob at Doubles on Twitter. Hopefully you guys enjoy your 2020 coming up soon. Right now, I guess. Well, we started off on the bad foot, though, with this shit. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, Jesus Christ, that motherfucker can't get to a complete thought, can he? Goes on to the next. That's well, why Twitter's my perform- favorite form of communication. I like it. All right. All right. All right. You guys Thanks for coming day. on, Rob. I appreciate Rob. it. No yep. I'll talk to, talk to you guys later. Bye. Cue banjo music. Oh, Haggy scooted. I don't even know how to get off this damn thing. You just hit the red button.